Welcome to Transformation for Success with Dr. Barbara Young. If you're looking for something more, something different, something better, this is your opportunity. Over the next hour, we'll talk about inspiration for personal and professional success. Now, here is your host, Dr. Barbara Young. Well, hello, and thank you for listening to the Transformation for Success show. This is another Tuesday, and we're going to have a great day today. A big shout out to my local, national, and international listeners. Let me tell you, you're tuned in today for a special treat with my guest, Mr. Adam Urbanski, the millionaire marketing mentor. And in case some of your friends are not able to listen to the show today, remember that this live show is archived and downloaded later for your listening pleasure. And I want to invite you listeners to call in the show today at 888-346-9141. And don't be shy because I'd be happy to have you join in the discussion and get answers to those questions you may have for my guest today. I also want you to visit me and check out my television channel, Transformation for Success, via voiceamericatv.com and view online my show, The Total Woman Show. I, I guarantee you, you're really going to enjoy it. Now, let me introduce and share information about my guest today because I am so excited and I know you will be too. Adam Urbanski built and sold his first seven-figure business in less than 10 years. And he started with only $194 and a limited ability to speak English And today, Adam coaches over 100,000 service professionals and entrepreneurs on how to turn their businesses into an automated, client-attracting, and money-making machine. Let me tell you, Adam is known around the world and is the go-to guy for people who want to grow their businesses in various ways to make a bigger impact and generate more revenue. So I want you, if you're not driving, get your pads and pens ready, as I know you'll want to take notes on today's show. Or grab that iPad or that Android phone, get to those notes and take them, because I know you will keep them if you've got them in your phones. So Adam has loads of information to share, and you will not want to miss it. In fact, just the top 10 of his clients and students have generated over 50 million dollars in additional revenue in the last five years alone. Now, I'm sharing this because I met Adam a few months ago and I heard him speak and I was so impressed with his presentation and the information that he shared that I wanted my listeners to have this information as well. Welcome, Adam, to the Transformation for Success show and thank you for taking time from your busy schedule to be with me live in the studio today. So, Dr. Young, I am so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. And I've got to tell you, I'm grinning from ear to ear hearing you uh, say this introduction. And all I can think of is, how do I get on this total woman show? (laughs) I'll have you as my guest. Yes. (laughs) I'll have you because you've got a lot of information that is for males and females as well. So let me tell you, you just got yourself in another engagement. (laughs) So... Adam, I want you to tell the listeners uh, about your background. I've met you, and 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 ladies, he's. I'm sorry, he's taken, but he's tall and he's handsome. He's very good-looking, <laughs> and he is absolutely an eloquent speaker. So, Adam, um, tell the listeners a little bit about your your background, because I know that you immigrated to this country some years ago. But share a little bit about how you got here and and what happened once you got here. 
Well, you, you, you keep showing me all those accolades. I really appreciate this. And, you know, at, at heart, I'm just a Polak. I'm, I'm a high school grad who got lucky and escaped communist Poland and, and got to come to the United States. And like you mentioned in the introduction, it doesn't sound so impressive to build a million-dollar business in, in 10 years. Today, where everything happens in, in Internet speed, I build a brick-and-mortar uh, business in the restaurant industry starting with $194. And, you know, at the end of that decade where I sold that business, I had this urge that I want to do more and be more. And Mm -hmm. I sort of felt like I can't make enough impact in the world just being a little mom and pop restaurateur. So I decided that, you know, what my calling really was was to, uh, to, to impact, inspire, educate more people. And in fact, what drives me today, you know, people say, what business are you in? I'm in the business of transforming lives. It's my passion. I love transforming lives. I chose a vehicle of marketing training to express that passion. So I believe if I can just touch one entrepreneur and help them make their business much more successful, it's such a domino effect. They, they buy more stuff. They uh, you know, invest more things. They impact more people. They hire more people. So I often single-handedly, I often joke that I single-handedly transform you know, American, American economy. When, when we were in the Great Depression, I was single-handedly making a difference every single day just by transforming the lives of entrepreneurs. I think that's wonderful. What inspired you, though? Were your parents in, the, in, in, the, in, the, in a business? Or were they entrepreneurs? Or how did you just figure out you wanted to be, uh, you know, an entrepreneur? That is such a great question. Yeah, my, my parents had a bakery in Poland. And again, I, I left just before the communist government, you know, fell. Um, uh, and um, bakers, shoe, shoe repair shops, and I think butchers were one of the few private, few businesses that were allowed to be owned privately. Pretty much everything else was, was uh, run by government. Uh-huh. So funny thing, Barbara, I actually wanted to be the farthest from any type of business, because I saw how hard my dad and my mom work. Right. But you right. Know, what do you know? It's like, if I, in my mind, I thought I don't want any of it. But yet I also saw how much freedom and flexibility they had. And I think unconsciously, I kind of, you know, I, I wanted that. Plus, you know, I saw the passion my dad had for, again, transforming people's lives. My dad was a baker, but man, he was, he was the most generous. Uh, and he only had sixth grade education. And he was the most you know, wise man I've ever met. And he was, he always had words of advice, solid advice, practical advice for other people. He was mm-hmm. never shy from helping others. And I think that kind of inspired me to just always be of service to other people. That's great. What a great, now, did your father come over to the States with you? Uh, no, he didn't. I came out myself. I was 18 years old, 194 oh bucks in my pocket. Yeah. Oh, wow. I mean, this must have been a big, big, big undertaking to come over here at 18 from Poland, where we know the communist regime was starting there. And here you're here at 18. And look at you today. I mean, there's a lot to share. I mean, really, Adam. And so I was so intrigued when I met you to say, look at this accomplished gentleman who still has the accent, but who's made a way in this country and without a lot of formal education, which doesn't necessarily mean you're successful because you get educated. You know what I'm saying, formal education. But how, what inspired you uh, to, and did you have a mentor who empowered you on this journey? So yes and no. I, I have mentors all the time. Many of my mentors I've never met. They mentor me through, you know, the today YouTube videos or things like this or seminars or mm-hmm. books. Mm-hmm. But, you know, 
I jokingly say that when I came here, I was young and stupid. And, and the young part is slowly <laughs> fading away. The stupid part is pretty stubborn. Um, but the truth is, you know, I can tell you, I mean, it was a very elaborate story and process how I actually got to come to the United States because it wasn't easy to get U.S. visa. Uh, you know, economically, again, I, tickets were not just, you know, for, for, for what Polish um, currency was in translation to dollars, that, that was, that was mm-hmm. a big investment just to be able to travel. And uh, I'll tell you just quickly this one thing. I'm, my first, I had a hotel paid for 10 nights in the United States in the, when I arrived here. And I had 194 bucks. And the first night I went out and I bought a loaf of bread and uh, like a six-pack of Coca-Cola. And to this day, I think I got ripped off because I paid about $20 for this. So, you know, I went to like a small convenience store. Oh, and actually, no. I, I think... I didn't speak English, so whatever they, you know, I, I didn't, I couldn't even probably look directly at this money. So whatever I got, I paid 20 bucks and I went back to my room and uh, I knew that my room came with something called continental breakfast, which I, I had no idea what it meant. Right? I, just, you know, I got something to eat, but I had to eat something for this dinner. So I got this loaf of bread. It was like a Parisian, you know, baguette type thing. Uh-huh. And and six pack of Coca-Cola. And I'm looking at it going like, this is not even a proper dinner. And this is $20. Oh my so gosh. out of my 194, I just have 774 left. I'm thinking this isn't going to last me very long. This isn't very good. And I've tried to leave Poland once again. I went to Austria and I was back the very next day. I nearly walked back. I got so scared. And I had a, I had a six month open ticket to fly back to Poland when I was in New York, when I first arrived. Mm-hmm. And I, I, that first night in the hotel room, I sat on the edge of my bed and I stared at the ticket for probably a good two, three hours. And at the end, I uh, ripped that ticket into the smallest shreds I possibly could. And, and the reason I did this is because I knew I, I, if I get scared, I mean, I just realized I, I have no money, I have no connections, I don't speak the language. This room will last me for nine more days and then I'm pretty much, you know, sorry, out of luck. What do I do? And I knew I'm going to get so scared that if that's what it took, I would have walked to JFK, you know, redeem my, my, my open ticket and fly back to Mama to safety. Mm-hmm. And I, essentially, I needed to burn the bridge. And today, I actually teach my clients and entrepreneurs that, you know, plan B is for losers. Now, that does not mean you don't plan for contingencies, but you essentially want to shut down all the, all the back doors. Failure is never an option. It's like the Apollo uh, 13 movie, and, and that's kind of my motto when I do my training programs for clients. Failure is not an option. If you make yeah. any escape possible, when you get scared, when things get tough, and, and when we entrepreneurs, when we are business owners, things get tough all yes, the they time. Do. And if you have any back door open, any kind of emergency, and, you know, any exit that's easier, will end up taking it. So, That's you know, right. my key to success is I pretty much eliminate all the exit doors <laughs> that are easy to escape. You closed There's every no door. Yeah. That's great. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. I was just thinking about closing the door and uh, failure is not an option, which is something that we hear all the time. And I use this phrase with ladies, you know, you can't quit. You're not giving up. And so, uh, because I certainly am with you as we talk about transforming lives, but it really comes out of the deepest experiences oftentimes that we've experienced. And I bet two or three hours looking at a ticket and tearing it up 
what courage that took to say, I'm not going back home to mama. So Adam, what did you do for nine days? And <laughs> so to let us know, you made that segue into entrepreneurship. So what did you do for those nine days? <laughs> I, I walked so much through the street. You know, every day was the same ritual. You pick up a newspaper. Back then it was newspaper. I was 1990. 1990. Uh, well, actually it was 1989. It was just before Christmas. I arrived on December 18th. So, you know, but pretty much from the very get-go, I pick up newspaper every morning. And, uh, you know, I started looking at the, at the job section, at the classifieds, and I just started looking at what jobs are out there. Uh, and, um, and, and back, I couldn't even call, right? Because nobody would understand me over the phone. So if there was something that kind of seemed like I could possibly get a job, you know, I would walk mm-hmm. through or I would get subway or, um, or bath and, you know, just show up in the doors and, and point to the ad and go like, Hey, I'm here. <laughs> I mean, it was <laughs> the most ridiculous thing, Barbara, the most ridiculous thing, but I had a I had a bit of a breakthrough. So I had a uh, Polish lady who took me in, and she allowed me to stay with her without rent until I got on my feet. And um, I, I I did something that was kind of that was kind of funny, but it really allowed me to have some money for the time being. And um, I I had this old. She had a drill. You know, I went to a basement and she had a drill. And I noticed that she had um, this safety device on her door called peephole. Uh-huh. And, um, and I actually saw a guy installing it on her door. I think she called someone, someone showed up and did it. And as I walked down the, up and down the street, I noticed that most people didn't have it. She was the only one. So I asked her, you know, what is it? And she's, well, there are hardware stores and you can get those things and they cost like 25 cents. And I saw the guy just drilling the hole through the door and putting it in there. It took him like three minutes. So I uh, asked <laughs> her to do a couple of things. Number one, I asked her if I could borrow her drill. I asked her to drive me to this hardware store, and I, I bought like 10 of those little peep holes. And I asked her to write me on a piece of paper and note that like, hey, I, am, uh, I live here in a neighborhood, and I help uh, make our neighborhood safer by installing the safety device in your door called peephole that you can see who is knocking on your door without opening it. And, you know, for a mere fee of $5 and three minutes of the time, I'll install the safety device for you. I'll make, I'll make you safer in your home by installing it and your investment is only $5. And I had, I had, I had to write this in English because I couldn't say it. So what I would do, go up and down the street, knock on doors, and then I would step away from the door as the door opened, you know, like a moron, I would hand them this piece of paper. They got to read it and they either slammed the door in my head or they kind of said, go ahead and do what you got to do. And, you know, if I installed a peephole, I just automatically took my $25 investment in the little peephole into a $5, you know, income uh, just for doing three, three to five minutes of work. Wow. <laughs> Well, you know, I always believe where there's a will, there's a way. And it's these small ideas that translate into millions. And here you are 17 years later becoming what we call the millionaire marketing mentor. I am so proud of you and thank you for sharing that because I think it really helps people to know that the journey starts somewhere. And awful, often, often, and my, my, the good book, <laughs> my favorite book says, despise not the humble beginnings. And I think that is such a wonderful story. And I thank you so much for sharing that because it gets us into talking about 
the thinking that allowed you to grow your business so fast. And so I'm going to take a minute to have you share that. We'll take a quick break and we're going to come back. But I want you to begin to tell us what kind of thinking allowed you to grow your business so fast. And then, first of all, you started your own coaching and business, uh, uh, speaking business. And when did you do that? So I did it when I sold my restaurant business. That was the reason why I wanted to sell it, because I wanted to impact more people. Mm-hmm. And I realized that, you know, I can only do it when I share my message, when I talk and when I teach. Mm-hmm. So this was, you know, so I came here in 1989. I sold my business, restaurant business in the 1990 and pretty much immediately transitioned into consulting, coaching and speaking. All right. Well, listen, we're going to take a quick break, Adam, and we're going to come right back. So listeners, stay tuned because there's a lot more we've got to share because Adam is brilliant and he has a lot of great ideas. So entrepreneurs, listen up, call your friends, tell them this is a great show, and we'll be right back. Thank you for listening. us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Can you think of anybody who does not want a better life and to be a better person? Think about that for a second. Almost everyone wants to be better, but how does one go about doing that? One thing that is making people better every week is tuning into the Self-Improvement Show with Dr. Irene Conlon. All real change comes from within. But many of us don't know where to find the information or guidance we need to make the changes that bring about the improvement. Most of us don't know how to work within. Listen Thursdays at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Do you or somebody you love have a struggle with abuse? You don't need to be a slave to your abuse anymore. Listen for Beyond Abuse, Beyond Therapy, Beyond Anything with Dr. Lisa Cooney. Dr. Lisa overcame struggles in her own life. Two decades of sexual, emotional, and physical abuse nearly took their toll. In her 20s, she turned her life around and set upon a path to help others. She can help you find the key to take control of your life, too. Listen every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. This is Transformation for Success. To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program. Hi, and welcome back. This is Dr. Barbara Young, and I am so excited. I'm here today with my guest, Mr. Adam Urbanski, who is the Millionaire Marketing Mentor. And in case you're just tuning in, this man coaches over 100,000 service professionals and entrepreneurs on how to turn your business into an automated client attracting and money-making machine. So call your friends and tell them they got to listen in or they got to download this this message today. Get your pens and pads ready because this man also is a best-selling author of several books, including The Fastest Path 
to cash, which we're going to talk about a little later. But as we were talking before we went on break, Adam shared how he came into this country at 18 with $194, sort of got ripped off $20 at a convenience store in New York, ended up with 174 and built his business from that point on. And he became a baker. He owned the restaurant, and then he sold it in 2000. Right, Adam, and started your coaching and speaking business. You know, I want to know, was there someone who just stood out that you sort of felt like, I want to be like that person? Was there someone <laughs> that you saw or you read about that you said, I want to be like him, I want to be like her? Was there anybody that motivated you mm-hmm. to that extent? You know, it really wasn't for many years. Um, mm-hmm. I think it wasn't up until actually. So when I was the, the first decade in the United States in 1990, uh-huh. uh, and in, I think, it, actually, you know what, I take it back. Probably Wayne Dyer, Zig Ziglar, and um, maybe Tony Robbins. Okay. Now, they were back then not known as well as they are known today. Right. But in my restaurant years, I hired a consultant. I actually looked up to this guy as well. He kind of opened my way of thinking. Uh-huh. And he hooked me up with a local there was a store just a few doors down from one of my restaurants and it was called Talking Book World. It was in Garden Grove, California. Mm. And Talking Book World was like a predecessor of, of Netflix or, or something similar or Spotify. They essentially mm-hmm. were ra- renting, you know, books on tapes. Back then they were on tapes. Mm-hmm. And so I, I bought a subscription of, I could rent five of those audiobooks at a time. I drove a lot. So my car became my university on wheels, and I listened to it. I mean, I consumed just thousands of hours of material in many of those programs because I would not always be in the area to exchange the cassettes, to exchange the books. I would uh, just re-listen to them over and over until I was back in the area to exchange them for for new material. But I think that was really um, kind of the first, uh, you know, my, my exposure to mentors, I never met them, many of them, but they mentored uh-huh. me through the wisdom and just listening to the material. But I'll tell you, there was one point, I lived in San Clemente in Southern California, and I drove to local blockbusters in the evening to rent the movie, and I parked my little junkie car next to a gentleman who drove a convertible uh, 500SL Mercedes. And as I got out of the car, he got out of the car, and everything about a gentleman just spoke quality, the way he was dressed. And he, he wasn't, he wasn't uh, flamboyant. He wasn't mm-hmm. flashy. He wasn't, oh, look at me, I'm rich, and you're not. He didn't have any of that aura, but he just, he had this, you know, like, sometimes you look at someone, you go like, wow, they've got it. Yes. Right? He had right. this charisma, he had this appeal, he had this, this confidence about him. And I looked and this was, uh, this was, you know, mid, early to mid 1990s. I looked at him. This was before I really fully got into my own business. I mm-hmm. looked at him and, and I was like, wow, this is what I want. And I asked, you know, sorry for bothering you, but you know, wow, like, what do you do? And he said, well, I own my own businesses. And I think that was like the piece that really kind of solidified. Before that, I would do certain things. I'll have like side hustles, but it never really, it never really sank for me that like, wow. I've got to own my own business. And uh-huh. I think that's the part. And I know that Bo was actually with me. And we both looked at each other. And we kind of went like, wow, look at that guy. He's got it. And uh, I think that's, I, I remember it as if it was just yesterday. And it happened, you know, 20 years ago. 
That's it. And that was your motivation. And it's interesting because, you know, when I look back at them, you say, you know, your dad was a baker and how you ran as fast as you could said, I don't want to be in business. <laughs> and you turned around and you get to America, you find out that's the key is becoming a business, becoming an entrepreneur. That's wonderful. You know, what's funny. I, I never connected it to you. The first one that actually like brought it, brought it home for me. Like, you're absolutely right. <laughs> Well, you know, you know oftentimes funny, things that you know we run away from are actually the things that God wants us to run to. <laughs> and but, and oh, they want nothing to do with business. <laughs> it's interesting, and you are great. You really are. What do you think uh, in terms of the kind of thinking uh, that allows uh, businesses to grow fast? What kind of thinking allowed you? Because I think it's so important about mindset. So what sort of thinking uh, would you encourage my listeners out there to to grow their businesses and fast? You know, there's, there's a quote from Tony Robbins that uh, most people completely overestimate what they can do in a year and completely underestimate what they can do in 10 years. And I think that what happens for most entrepreneurs, they really think to, you know, and, and entrepreneur is like this word that we use a lot today. And I actually, I have to show you, I have to be honest, that I honestly think that today, the way we often use the word entrepreneur, it almost becomes synonymous with unemployed. And there are many people that should not be entrepreneurs, should not own their own businesses, but for whatever reason, they don't feel like looking for a job and they want their families and friends to leave them alone. So they go like, well, I'm an entrepreneur. You know, if you have not started at least one company that actually became profitable and made a difference, you're really not an entrepreneur. You just, you know, you will want to be a perpetual seeker. So not to insult anybody, but you, you've got to just, you know, get the grit to make one thing actually work. So number one is focus, right? You have mm-hmm. to decide, hey, here's this one thing and I'm, there's failure is not an option. I'm going to stick with it until it works. Mm-hmm. I think the second thing is, Thinking bigger, but starting smaller. So if you just want to have, you know, a lot of people and, and come, out of, come out of jobs that maybe you pay them forty, fifty, sixty thousand dollars $60,000 a year, and they think, oh, my God, if I could just do that in my business on my own, I'll be okay. Well, what you're not realizing that if you've made $50,000 on a job, you need to make about $150,000 in a business on your own mm-hmm. to be roughly about the same, um, the same money. Right, so at hundred fifty thousand dollars a year, you're still not making all that much. You're mm-hmm. just getting into basically a comfort zone. Your needs are covered. So, and if you now hire people and so on, you've got expenses. That hundred fifty thousand becomes even less. So most people don't think big enough when they start. However, they often wait too long to have more resources in place somehow to grow things. Well, those resources okay. aren't going to come from nowhere. So you have to start with what you've got. You, can, you have to do what you can with what you've got, but, but you've got to start doing things immediately. So again, for most people, it's that they set out too big of the initial action step, and it paralyzes, paralyzes them. They can't do this. So for Focus me, always, on one thing know, and make that one thing work. Think correct. bigger, but start smaller. Correct. Start with what you have. I'm, I'm taking notes. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. And I'm you know, taking notes. Me, you, you, you uh, and I hope people out there are about... too. Uh, anything else? The kind of thinking that allows you to grow your business so fast. I mean, you did it too. You know, so in my first, um, 
in in a in a uh, in a restaurant job where I get hired to open a restaurant and uh, actually in San Clemente again, right? Mm-hmm. So there was a gentleman that was coming in uh, every day for breakfast, and his name was Russell, and we call him Russ. And and Russ would come in every single day and have the same meal. As I saw him coming in, I would often get his stuff ready. Now I don't. Uh, to this day, I know that he was involved in finances. I don't know exactly what he did, but Russ drove a brand new car, a different brand new car, about every two or three weeks. I mean, this guy was just like obscenely wealthy. Again, never flouted it, never was kind of above everybody else. But again, I asked Russ, you know, I've always had conversations with him. And one day Russ, you know, looks at me and says, hey, do you want to know how to get rich? I'm like, duh, who does it, right? So he says, mm-hmm. well, if you want to get rich, you want to find a problem and solve it. I'm like, oh, okay, great advice. Today, it's kind of a popular cliche, right? Find something people need and give it to them. I'm like, great, wow, thank you. I don't know what it means, but thank you. He says, but do you want to know how to get really filthy rich? I'm like, well, yeah. And he says, what you've got to do is create and control markets. And I'm like, oh, thank you, Russ. Thank you. Great advice. I'm going to do that. I had no idea what it meant, Barbara. <laughs> I had no idea what it meant, right? So where am I going with it to answer your question? Well, mm-hmm. the fastest way to start generating revenue and, and income and sales in your business is don't focus on your brilliant idea, which is what most people do. And that's the reason why most people fail in business. Focus on what your idea could possibly do for people, how it's going to impact others. How is it going to make their lives, businesses, health, relationships, mm-hmm. money situation better than they were before they were introduced to your idea. Gizmo, right. gadget, whatever it is that you want to sell. You always have to think of everything you do in terms of what kind of service it will render to other people and how it will improve their lives. So that's, that, that's what Russ was telling me. You've got to find a problem and solve it. It's not that people want to buy. Look, nobody goes to a seminar over the weekend and wants to sit in a you know, freezing room listening to some talking head on stage. Nobody mm-hmm. wakes up in the middle of the night one day and goes like, oh, I'm going to pay you know, $5,000 and go to a three-day workshop. How exciting. I really want to do that. <laughs> no. What they think of is, you know, I, I want to be healthier, wealthier. I want to have a more thriving relationship. I want to grow my business. How do I learn it? Okay, I, I can learn it at a seminar. All right, I'm going to invest and go into a seminar. But they don't buy seminar. They buy more success in their life. Right? So that's the number one. Find a problem, solve it. But the second lesson is equally powerful. The reason businesses fail so much, Barbara, is they don't Mm -hmm. build their own markets. They don't build their own mini economies. Today, I call it my secret garden. So whether you build a database of leads or prospects or clients, or you build an audience of social media followers, that is the mm-hmm. market, and if you get to control this market today, you know, so many, there is so much um, um, conversations about the young people who create so much wealth, like YouTubers, and they, get, they make millions of dollars you know, having YouTube channels. Well, how do they do that? Well, if they can amass a following of a few hundred or a few million people, they essentially become their own TV stations, and now other companies come into them and say, hey, could I possibly pay you for advertising on your channel? Right, right, right. Because they've built their audience, they've built the market, and they control it. So the second lesson here to everybody that listens, build your audience, build your social media following, build your email list. 
Uh, if you, you know, whatever it takes, you've got to build an audience, a following, a market that you influence and control. Okay, I hope people got that uh, because it is so important in today's um, world. And that was one of the things that you have actually answered one of my questions because thinking about some of the biggest challenges for business entrepreneurs in today's society, and that's one of the challenges, is how to build that audience, build that social media marketing. But, you know, I have to go back, Adam, to what I like what you said uh, was about really finding a need. There are seven pain points that I have identified myself that people go through. There are several pain pressures in life. So it's finding and creating something that you can do for people. And I love that because it is about service to people, how you can improve people's lives. And if people could think more about that, what a better world we would have. But I think sometimes what is contrary to, I think, some of this is that when people get so much money, they forget where they came from, from my point of view, some of them, and how it can improve the lives of people. Uh, because if you've got $50 million, I mean, how much more can you do to create jobs for people to help put people, you know, and give them a quality life? That's just Dr. Barbara Young going off for a few minutes here. <laughs> <Yeah. That. laughs> well, you know, I agree with you because so many of my clients are, you know, it's a, they're, they're expertpreneurs. And they have a passion, just like me, for transforming lives. But many people who are in the in a service industry uh, often get conflicted about, you know, what I do makes such a difference that I'm almost guilty charging. And it comes so easy to me, I'm almost guilt, feeling guilty charging for it. But I want to make a big mm-hmm. difference in the world. And I always have to point out exactly what you just said right now. You know, who can make a bigger difference in the world? in terms of really, um, you know, creating change, contributing to causes. A person who makes $50,000 a year or a person who makes five or $50 million a year, right? And making a difference uh, costs a lot of money. And that's not to say that someone who doesn't have money, that we cannot make a difference immediately to another person, you know, within our immediate um, area of influence or connections, right? We can always impact another person close to us. And an impact can be profound and transformational and huge. But in terms of making an impact at scale, we can't do it if we don't have financial resources. And I think this is where today's entrepreneurs, there's a term social entrepreneur, uh, and I think that more and more people in business are awakening to the idea that, you know what, I really don't need that much. I don't need to be, you know, billions of dollars rich. I mm-hmm. just need a little bit more. But when I have more, I can make so much difference. I can impact so many things just because I have the financial resources to do that. It's true. And it's, and it's finances, which drives this society, the capitalistic society that we're in. It is definitely finances that drives it, you know, and I, and it's a problem solver for me. I don't like the word problem, but it is a problem solver. If we had the money to remove uh, homelessness and provide jobs and provide places for people, it's no reason for anybody in America going hungry or having, you know, to be homeless. I just, sometimes I'm sorry to get on that. So, but anyway, what do you, how do you think that someone can start uh, 
talking about their services. You talked about that or products. Because I remember uh, in your presentations, you talked about how people can talk about your services or products in a way that attracts the right clients and makes them want to buy from you. I think that's an important uh, point, Adam, that you bring out. So can you share a little bit on that, how to talk about my services or products? In a way yeah, that's a great question right again, science. Dr. Young. And the, the big shift that everybody has to make, and it's really hard because, mo- you know, we are all wired for this uh, WIIFM, what's in it for me? And the mm-hmm. minute you get into promoting yourself, you have to get out of that mode and broadcast on a, on a frequency of what's in it for you. How can I make a difference? What's in it for you? How can you be better off? So... Here's it, you know, for our listeners, write this down. Stop pitching and start teaching. If you want to do, if you want to transform in your business very rapidly, if you just did one, one thing, stop pitching and start teaching. And then, uh, and, and essentially there are two things that, that I would recommend you do. Most people are very afraid of marketing. They don't understand marketing. They think it's something, um, you know, that only big companies do. So if you want to get ahead faster, you want to get better at marketing yourself. And I want you to write down the Adam, word marketing. Go ahead. Matt, Adam, Adam, can I bookmark that for a minute? Marketing, we got to take a quick break. We're going to come back and we're going to talk about marketing. And that's a great point for us to stop. So listeners, stay tuned because we're going to be right back with Adam Urbanski. And we're going to talk about marketing. So stay tuned. Thank you for listening. on Facebook, along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. How are you doing in your life? Do you control your life, or does it control you? In our hectic, overconnected world, do you spend too much time feeling tired and wired? Tune in to Master Your Life with hosts Leah Mattinson and Dr. Howard Rankin for inspiration, insight, and intelligence on how to gain control of yourself and your life. Along with some inspirational and knowledgeable guests, Leah and Howard will give you the tools needed to help you on your journey. Tune in every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. This is Transformation for Success. To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, please call into the program at 1 888 346 9141. That's 1 888 346 9141. You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program. Hi there, and welcome back with my guest today, Adam Urbanski. And I'm so happy Adam's on the show, and we've been talking about creating and teaching people simple strategies to generate money fast. And this man is called the Millionaire Marketing Mentor, and we've having a great discussion today. So if you're just tuning in, get your pads and pens ready, because we're going to talk about marketing, marketing secrets that Adam is going to share. So thank you, Adam, for we're back, and we were on 
break and we're talking about marketing secrets. So most people will never know some of the secrets unless they tune into this show or download it. So Adam, take it away. Absolutely. Well, just before we get to, went to break, we talked about transitioning from not pitching into doing more and teaching. And I'll teaching. explain it more in a moment, right? But let's talk about marketing. Mm-hmm. So if you just put, if you write down the word marketing for yourself or just do a mental image of the word marketing and do an equal sign and next to it put the word education. Marketing is really nothing more but educating people how to solve some of their problems. And the way you want to do it is you want to help people solve their problems profitably for you. And then there's the second part. In order to get clients from marketing, you've got to be doing selling. And again, this is probably the most dirty word in in the English language. People are so (laughs) conflicted what selling really is. And again, I want you to write the word selling or sales, put an equal sign next to it, and write down advising or consulting. So... Let me just illustrate how that, you know, I had this big aha in, in my, in my uh, business when I first got started in the coaching and consulting. You know, it really wasn't so easy to get clients at first. And I just sold a successful business. And every time I went somewhere, I didn't fit the image of a proper consultant. I was, you know, in my late 20s, a mm-hmm. young stooge with a very thick Polish accent. And it didn't matter that I put on a three-piece suit and put gold watch and a gold ring. I still look like a 29-year-old stooge with a gold watch, gold ring, and a three-piece suit. <laughs> and people would, people would ask, well, you know, what do you have to offer? And why you? And here is where I was very frustrated. Number one, mm-hmm. they gave me, you know, seven to 30 seconds to explain to them something as complex as business consulting that was transforming businesses from lame, you know, labor-intensive, often not profitable, into money-making automated machines. How do you explain this in 30 seconds, right? And if I took longer, the eyes were darting somewhere to like, hey, mm-hmm. what else do I get to talk to in a networking situation? <laughs> and then if I managed to explain what I do, the next question would often, you know, they would kind of eye me from top to bottom, bottom to bottom to top again and go like, well, who the heck are you? Like, what makes you qualified to do this? And, you know, my mama taught me well, and she said, you know, never brag. And I was like, well, am I supposed to tell them about my success of coming with very few, very, very little money, no education, building a, a seven-figure business? It felt like bragging. And then late at night, one night, I'm watching TV, and there is this thing promoting, you know, there is this thing, the 30-minute show that I'm glued to, and at the end of the show, I'm running for my wallet, grabbing a credit card, getting on the phone, hoping to be the first 10 you know, people to get this mm-hmm. piece of something on a stick that's like miracle mop that's going to help me clean my kitchen better. Right? And if I'm one of the first 10 callers, I'll get two. So I'm rushing and my hands are shaking. I'm getting this credit card. And then I'm stopping myself. I'm like, wait a second. I am selling mm-hmm. life and business transforming services. And I've got right. seven seconds to explain myself. These guys are selling a piece of rag on a plastic stick, and I just gave them voluntarily 30 minutes of my time, and then I ran to the phone with my credit card in my hand to buy it. Okay, there has got to be a better way to promote my services. And I coined this term called edumercial. So you want to learn to how to educate people about some of the problems, some of their challenges, and some of their situations in a way 
that opens them up to your ideas of solution and actually makes them hungry for your solution. So when you start talking about, here's what I can do to solve those problems, they literally nearly trip over themselves and run with the credit cards in their hands and go like, I, I need to talk to you. When can I hire you? Right? So, and it all starts with teaching. As I analyzed infomercials on TV, that's what it was, right? I realized uh-huh. they were educating. Uh-huh. They were showing me the problems. Like you spill stuff in the kitchen. Look how hard it is. You've got to bend over and, and, a, and, a, and a sponge doesn't pick it up and the paper towel gets ripped apart. And look at our little magical gizmo. It does all of this. You don't have to touch it. I mean, they were showing me the magic. They were not showing me, they were not selling me rag and a stick. They were showing me a solution to, so I don't have to bend over. I don't have to get my hands dirty. I get to have a clean kitchen without, you know, hard work. So they so they're selling, selling you a I solution want. to a problem. Exactly. And they were teaching me about <laughs> it. They were selling me through teaching. So that's the first big thing. If you want to ramp up your marketing, teach more. When you look, if you start calling people and say, hey, you want to buy my gadget, my gizmo, my service, they're going to hang up on you. If you start calling people and say, hey, would you give me 60 seconds to tell you how you can improve your you know, life, money, relationships, health, whatever, they go like, yeah, I'll give you 60 seconds. Great. Now you bought 60 seconds to educate them. And if you do the right job, they'll say, okay, I'll give you another five minutes. Keep talking. I like what you are saying. Because what they are hearing is what's in it for them not what is that you do. And then comes the selling part. This is really huge because marketing builds desire. And if you do it the right way, it's going to build trust with you. Uh And if you screw it up in sales process, you're going to ruin all of this. What you don't want to do is be like a hungry lion pouncing on a zebra the minute you see someone with a credit card. You know, I (laughs) shall tell you. I'm sorry, (laughs) that that picture. Got me laughing, Adam. <laughs> but, I mean, we've, we've all had it done to us, right? We open up to someone and go, like, I've got this problem. And they immediately go, like, oh, my God, you know, how much money you have on your credit card? Because I've got a solution for you. It's like, whoa, whoa, wait a second, right? Right, right. I didn't say I want to buy it. I just, I just confided in you. So could you please respect that? And selling is really advising. Your job as a salesperson is not to make the person buy. Your job is, that's a byproduct. Your job is to help the person make the best decision for themselves to solve the right problem moving forward. To make the best decision for themselves to solve the right Mm -hmm. problem moving forward. That's all it is. If you just stay tuned in and help them see what are the real issues that have to be addressed and what are the best ways to address those issues, they will make and help them make the decision. They will make the decision. Now, if it happens that what you sell is that best product, then you have moral obligation to do everything possible to convince them to buy it. But if it's not, then you have a moral obligation not to sell it to them. In fact, you've got to tell them, I can't ethically, I can't sell it to you because it's not what you need. And I know I could use the cash and I know, you know that you've got the money. This isn't for you. And when you become this type of salesperson, I promise you, you know, things again will start transforming for you. So, you know, I'll give you an example. Like in our business, we sell 90-day business acceleration programs. And we actually just started one last week, and then we were wrapping up in Rome, and then we brought in five people like within a couple of days with some empty spots. And here's a fascinating uh-huh. thing. To the person, it wasn't until they were paid the money and said, oh, by the way, so when does the program start? 
oh, by the way, what am I, what am I just actually buy? They don't, they, don't, they don't need to understand what you do, how you do it. In the right sales process, people need to feel understood. They, they, they need to trust that you have the best interest in place. And when you do that, again, selling becomes a, a, a totally different game. So I kind of had a long-winded answer here. But look, if you want to accelerate your game, what I'm telling you to do is teach more, be of more service to people, and then learn how to have decent conversations where you actually care about them. And when they sense that intention... They will, they will, even if they don't need what you sell, they will go out of the way to refer business to you because they're going to like you so much. And Adam, you sum it up beautifully uh, when you talk about selling and advising and really that marketing, building a desire for people to want to have it. And you make that person feel that they're in power, that they're in a position, not coming from a weak point of a position, but from a stronger position, that someone is helping me to make the best decision for my life, the best decision for me to solve the challenge that I have. And you bring integrity. I'm summing it up because I think it's so important for the listeners to understand that, that what a person is bringing, they're bringing what you've said to me, bringing integrity in the game, integrity, which builds trust. People feel this person is honest, I can trust them, and people know that you care. And it's so important, you're resonating with my whole idea of about how we market in today's world. And so many people don't really find that in most of the sales or the presentations that they have. I want to thank you for sharing that because I think that's so important. Now, oh, when you you're welcome, about- and I appreciate you giving me the platform to do this, and I wholeheartedly agree with you. You know, Dr. Young, it's, it's easy to make money fast. And you can do it in many different ways, and some of them aren't all that ethical and elegant or whatever. But if Uh you want to stay in business for a period of time, I've been in this particular business, this is going to be my 18th year now, uh, and I've seen so many people come and go, and some of them made a lot of money in the process. But man, I often wonder, how do they sleep at night, right? At the end of the day, what we started this conversation about is what drives me is transforming people's lives. And it's, Uh you know, I think what's important to highlight is, transforming people's lives for the better, not for the worse. So <laughs> I you know, <laughs> if I know that something is not of value, not of service to them, um, you know, I am fortunate enough to have built stuff. And I think all of us, you know, are not in a dire situation that we need that, you know, last dollar from someone, you know, just because we want to make a sale. So if you mm-hmm. always focus on another person, you will always get ahead long term. I thank you so much uh, for being on the show today, Adam, and sharing. Uh, I will have to bring you back, you know, but there's a lot more for us to talk about. But I am telling you now, I'm going to bring you back because I am so resonate with a lot that you're saying. And, of course, I've met your wife. Just love Bo. I mean, (laughs) she's a delight. But I want to just share uh, in the last four minutes before we close about your book, because I wanted people to have maybe the knowledge about the fastest path to cash and share a bit of why you wrote that book. And maybe if that's a book that people can get that where you're revealing your 5C method uh, that can maybe help people how, uh, if you share with this, how it works in accelerating sales by 900%. I couldn't believe it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy that book real quick. <laughs> this is in your book. <laughs> so here's the catch. As we are airing this, you actually can get a book. I will tell you where you can get. I, we did two prints and we sold them out already. Um, 
And I, I could tell you where you can get to be aware when, when we uh, release it again. But look, let's talk about five C's really quick. And then I'm going to tell you about the book a little bit. So I want to make it very quick. So okay. the five, five C's, C's, every business has lever points, you know, or, or hot buttons that if you push them, they will accelerate your business. And if you mm-hmm. push two or three of them at the same time, they're going to geometrically explode your revenues. And the five C's, the number one is your crowd. How big is that market that you get to influence? So you have to continuously grow your work on growing your crowd. Number two is capture. What are you doing to capture some of that crowd and convert them into leads? And then number Mm -hmm. three is conversion. Once you have leads, what are you doing to convert them into buyers? And then ongoing mm-hmm. buyers, right? So conversion. Number mm-hmm. four is cash. What can you do to increase the value of each transaction? We just did an average of what's an average client worth to us annually to our company. You know, Barbara, when I started, this was $500. Today, mm-hmm. that number is over $25,000. It's an average client's worth to my company on an annual basis. That doesn't mean everyone pays this much. Some pay substantially less. But we are able to generate, so our average transaction is valued a lot. So how can you increase the size of an average transaction? And number five is continuity. How can you turn a single buyer into a repeat client and eventually an evangelist for your company? So crowd, capture, conversion, cash, and continuity. If you focus just on three, if you focus on crowd, if you focus on conversion, and you focus on cash, those three things alone can increase your business by 900%. We don't have the time to walk through the numbers, but just trust me on this. It's a, it's a wow. virtual explosion of profitability, right? So the book- That, that is an explosion. <laughs> Go ahead. Now the book? Fastest Path to Cash. Um, and uh, can I give a domain name over here? Is that okay with you? That's fine. Go to fastestpathtocash.club, C-L-U-B. That's not .com, .club. Fastestpathtocash.club. If you're entrepreneur, particularly selling services, you will love it. It's our free community on Facebook. And um, I continually share at least one marketing tutorial every week. It's essentially a paid program that I give away for free, uh, full of resources. So join me there. And when the book becomes available again, that will be the first place we'll announce it. Adam, I am so happy and delighted we had this show today, and I want to thank you so much for taking time from your busy schedule to be on the show with me today. It's been a lot to me, and I know the listeners have received a great deal of useful information and tools to move forward, particularly as it relates to growing their business, building their brands, attracting clients, and making more profits fast. So remember, you can download this valuable information at a later time. I welcome you to get this show and thank you for listening today and remember the best is yet to come and get that book fastest to cash.com I think I got the title right <laughs> but it is going to be fastest path to cash.com all right I'm sorry club fastest path to cash.club Dr. Barbara Young has got it. So thank you. This is Dr. B. Thank you for listening today. Gotta go.
We appreciate you joining us for Transformation for Success. Please join your host, Dr. Barbara Young, again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Or join us for our replay every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Women's Channel. Have an outstanding week. 